Welcome to Getting a Grip on Things. I am James, the Thinking Contractor, and we've got with us Elijah, the underpaid oh, producer. I, oh, <laughs> you're going right to go right Technical difficulties. <laughs> we also have with us Mike Edwards, the famous and infamous, uh, currently infamous, um, <laughs> who has posted a meme that has upset the boundaries of sanity in our local area and across the world. <laughs> but uh, it's a heavy topic for some and for others, it's not important. So we are going to discuss this. Elijah, you want to pop that meme up real quick? Let's just, we're going to dive into it, but we're, I want to just. What he posted? Is that what you yeah, want to Yeah, see? just show his post. There is no such thing as a relationship with Jesus apart from quote a unquote. Yeah, quote unquote apart from a connection to the local church. And this has currently, well, 470 <laughs> comments, 470 comments, two shares though. Two, only, <laughs> only two people agree. One of the, one of those comments are mine, but, uh, and it's only been shared twice. <laughs> <laughs> That's worse than our stuff. Jim shares out our stuff at least 15 times on his own. I know. I saw something you posted about, uh, about this today. And I was like, this got shared 40 sometimes by who? Yep. And it was all like, you have so many accounts. That's right. Yeah. I am a master <laughs> of sharing things. It's like, uh, Michigan, uh, 15 to 17 year old Republicans. Oh, I'm like, what is this? <laughs> Cause everybody needs to talk about this. So, I mean, dude, obviously this is going to be a good one. You We're are so wrong. Oh, it's already starting. <laughs> it already, it already started. We haven't even got wait. <laughs> this hey, is going to be a real, hey, you guys, you guys will get the chance to call in later. Yeah. We're going to so. actually, we're going to talk about it for a little bit and then we'll, we'll you, yeah, you'll be able to call in and you can just call me names in person. Yes. Or, well, virtually. Yeah. Or you could. But he'll hear it instead of just an angry comment. Yeah. Um, We're definitely going to do <laughs> what this. What is with the title? <laughs> no church, no Jesus. <laughs> what was the name of that? Black Dolphin? Nice. Um, uh, I don't even know where to start. Okay, so before we dive into Lightning this. the mood. We, are, we got to lighten the mood. First of all. You got to want... check your Google, your email. I sent you a Google Doc with your dad jokes on there. Oh. Yeah, I so prepped them for you. Which email? The Mike the Cop one, not the the new one you made. What? What's <laughs> my Hold new on. one? I haven't made a new email account in years. Hold on, I'll I just pull it up on my phone. Is this for you. is this considered technical difficulty? No, it's not. It's oh. just he's old. <laughs> it is a bit clickbaity. All right, so listen, we're gonna dive into this, but before we start, and before we start taking phone calls. Um, we are going to do, because Mike and I are dads and we are old. Um, we're going to do some dad jokes back and forth, uh, just to, just to get us going. Cause it needs to, we need to just start with this. And I don't care if you don't like this and you want to dive directly into religious theological debate. First, you're going to have to filter through dad jokes and it's happening right now. Is this a no laugh challenge? Thing? Yes, it is a no laugh challenge. I don't think I'll laugh because dad jokes aren't funny. Um, I just wanted to kind of chill out the mood so people know that we don't hate each other um, no. and that we're just here to have a good, genuine conversation. Yeah. So first we're going to do dad jokes. I've got a. how many did you do from Mike? I did Too nine. Many. I think nine. Nine. So I also have nine. I have ten. Oh, oh, oh he's got ten. Dude, I can pull ten right out of my butt. I, I have so many dad jokes ready to go. All right, let's go. Okay, here we go. Ready? 
Why don't scientists trust atoms? I don't know. Because they make up everything. Mm -hmm. Your turn. What did the cereal bring to the bank? Don't know. Checks. <laughs> that's so dumb that is so I'm not dumb because jokes are stupid that's just dumb that caught me i wasn't I, I tried to think about it and it's just dumb okay i'm just gonna skip dude this one's got to come first why did the scarecrow win an award i don't know because he was outstanding in his field i've heard that one mm. okay go ahead why did the birds attack the dog? I don't know. He was purebred. Oh, gosh, dude. That's so dumb. Did you hear about the guy who invented Lifesavers? He made a mint. Yeah, yeah I know, dude. This is painful. <laughs> that was a bad one. <laughs> I know. I have a joke about construction. Let's hear it. I'm still working on it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> What do you call? <laughs> That's, I think my delivery on that was as yeah, good as possible. That was perfect. What do you call fake spaghetti? I don't know. An impasta. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I wasn't supposed to laugh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this really isn't a joke. This is more of a statement. <laughs> Goodbye, boiling water. You'll be missed. <laughs> that's actually that's one-liners yeah that's a good one that's one that's all it is i've got a few one-liners in there how does a penguin build its house it glues it together it glues <laughs> uh, uh, i'm just randomly reading a all right this is my last one okay okay <laughs> what is the least spoken language I don't know. Sign language. <laughs> oh, no. I knew I should have put that so, one in there for you. I'm done. I knew you would do that. I knew you would do it. All right. This is this is so dumb. My last one. What do you call fake coffee? I don't know. A depresso. So bad. They're so dumb. They're painful. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so hopefully we just ruined your morning. Um, oh, man. That's or wait, awesome. it's two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> All right. So let's get this party started. Uh, if you're tuning in just now, we have Mike Edwards, uh, also known as Mike the Cop, Mike the Realtor, Mike the Pastor. Mike is my friend. And we are going to, again, pull up that meme one more time, Elijah. Let's get it going. There is no such thing as a relationship with Jesus apart from a connection to a to the local church. All right. So here we go. We're going to start taking calls. We're going to read well, some of no, these. Well, no, no. Well, we're not going to take calls oh, yet. No, no. I... We are, but we're not right now. Later. I want to set the ground rules for when we take the calls. Okay, yep. Go ahead, Elijah. Elijah's got some good ground rules. Listen, here's the ground rules. If you are boring or you keep droning on, <laughs> I'm hanging up on you instantly. Uh, that's, that's it. We love you though. That's really all there is to it. Just be straight to the point. Keep it short and simple. Yep. And if Mike wants to entertain the conversation, like if you call up here and say he's a Satanist and he's like, no, let this guy, let this person keep talking. (laughs) Then we we break the ground rules. (laughs) Go with Mike, the pastor (laughs) rules. All right. 
Okay, so that's it for the call-ins. You guys can type whatever you want. We will yeah, try we'll, to read them. We're gonna, we'll respond to uh, comments as well if you don't feel like you want to call in. So Yeah, if you got particular questions or something like that, I would say type them into the comments, uh, that kind of a thing, and then Elijah can mark them off if they're Yeah, we, we've got an awesome feature where we can star them and save them for later. There you go. So. Beautiful. So stick around. Okay, so what's our agenda, Elijah? How are we going to do this? You want to start off with comments? I mean, we can. I just kind of want uh him mike to explain himself first one what do you mean by what you said and in your comments you said it was kind of like christianity 101 mm-hmm. and also why did you post it because before you post something you're always thinking I, I at least for me like you're obviously there's some level of i want people to see this and interact with this mm-hmm. so i'm i'm curious why you posted it and what you meant by what you said yeah so why did I post it? It really just came out of uh, on Sunday morning. I was uh, just watching uh, services at a couple different churches um, in the morning. First thing, a couple churches that I'm connected to and have have respect for. And uh, it just I, 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 I was in the moment grateful uh, for my connection to these local churches. So. And it just got me thinking about my own life, how, yes, you follow Jesus, but in seasons where you are not connected, how I am being essentially, and that's why I put the relationship with Jesus in quotes, uh, is because there's one sense in which, yes, you, in one sense, you can have a relationship with God through Jesus. And there is a, there is a personal aspect to that. But it's never just that. It can't be. It's important. That's that's the birth of the statement. I was it was out of gratitude for my connection to the local church that I was like, man, it is so true to me. And I actually didn't think this would be controversial at all. And I know that I am known. I, I will. Known I will. I will. Poke, I will poke the bear intentionally. In all seriousness. I would have never thought in a million years that posting this would have elicited the a debate because it's so fun. I believe this statement is so fundamentally Christian. How is it fundamentally Christian? Well, hold on, Elijah. Before that's oh, a great ahead. question. Can you show the question? So when Mike posted this, and obviously we're friends, um, as a loving friend, I I said, Hey. Maybe clarify your basic Christian truths as a teacher rather than troll people for a reaction when it's confusing. <laughs> I go, dot, dot, dot. However, I also troll people, so I respect the game and see its value. And then you re- immediately said, it wasn't even a little confusing. It's actually basic Christianity 101. The I actually I am I'm actually wrong about that. Um I, I don't know what I was thinking in the moment because it's really the Athanasian Creed actually. It says something something similar, but not exactly. Um, so I, I would clarify that. Well, I'm glad you did that because I had a bunch had, of stuff. <laughs> he had so many things about the Athanasian Creed pulled up. Well, I mean, the, it is and it, it is related. It's re, it, it, the Athanasian Creed does have a related statement to this. Yeah, but it, it doesn't state this exactly. Um, but it is related because in the Athanasian Creed, which was not written by Athanasius, by the way, no. Um, they don't know who wrote it in in the creed. Uh, it does say that outside of this expression, these beliefs there, 
they're, they're, Christianity knows no other doctrine other than this. And for that, I would agree with it. But it's so I would say it's a related sentiment, but not not exactly what I was going for 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 here, at least. Yeah. And for anybody that doesn't even know what we're talking about, this is where your comments will be filtered because it's OK to have an opinion. And Mike and I were talking and Elijah, it's but does your opinion is it it's is it valid to the conversation? Meaning if you don't know what we're talking about right now, this is a good opportunity for you to do a little digging so that you're not ignorant on the topic. Now, if you're just, just idly sitting by and going, what are these guys talking about? Um, this is an important conversation as you know, the podcast guy with Elijah, that's doing getting a grip on things. I believe that this probably is one of the most important topics in our world right now. Because the church is being questioned. The, the, the basic fundamental ideas of what Jesus said about himself, how we're gathering together, what we're doing, I believe that this is very, very important. Um, well, I think, I think the biggest problem that I saw people having with it was like, okay, well, my local church is full of gay pastors uh, preaching what they would say false gospel, like, and they're like, so where do I go? How do I stay connected to my local church? And when I read it, my initial thought was, what are the definitions of the local church or church or even a relationship with Jesus? Because I think that's where people were getting tripped up or well, yeah, frustrated. Because no, no one statement. And here's here's what people have to understand. No one statement, a short, in this case, like a short, what I would say, pithy truth statement right? No one statement ever in the history of man can bear the weight of every possible thought. Like it's, and so a lot of what the mistakes that people made as readers of this and, and, and people are going to be like, well, you should have been clear. I can't, I can't write a one liner that will be clear to every single person who imposes their presuppositions onto it. And so if someone presupposes that what I mean by church is a building, yep. well then, which a lot of people did, oh, you tell me I have to go to this building to have a, it's not, not, it's not what I said. Um, so, but, uh, and then relationship with Jesus. If you, if you think as a, as a Western thinker, which is this this way of thinking as an individual means having a relationship with Jesus means just me, Jesus, and my Bible, then my point in saying this is Christianity 101 and Bible 101 is that that kind of relationship with God doesn't exist in the scripture. Yeah. That uh, uh, just me and Jesus is an is an unknown concept yeah, and there in the are, Bible. And there are times like uh Jesus is known to have gone away in his quiet place, right? Mm -hmm. To pray and talk with God. But at the same time, that's not his whole life wasn't limited to right. being away we, in a private place. We have a problem in our culture. Um, first of all, we don't teach rhetoric and we don't teach logic anymore, which is used to be common in junior high and high school. We don't teach that. So people literally don't know how to read. And I don't say that rudely. They just don't know how to do it. And so they look at this and it is so prevalent in our culture is this law of mutual exclusivity. Everybody wants it to be either like an either or proposition as though because true there's 
there's truth about A, therefore B cannot be true. Well, you can only do that when you string something together logically and make a logical argument. But in general, two things being true at the same time is totally doable. Yeah. So when that's, people, that's actually what pe- I said to people Jim earlier. We're saying, oh, so like one commenter was like, oh, so my prayers at home, they're just meaningless. It was like, that's not what I said. But it's only if you make those things mutually exclusive, right? So it's it's not necessarily that there's not more to the story than what I said, but it's not less. Right. I wrote down mutually exclusive and underlined it because I want to talk about that. Um, so one of the things that Elijah brought up originally was define church, right? Because that, I think, is the one of the largest triggers of that post. Not the fact that you don't have a relationship with Jesus if you don't attend a local church. What is the church? Because this fires off for a lot of people, like you said, uh, their their definition of what you posted may not have been what you posted. But immediately they begin, well, you know, I was uh, molested at my church. I was taken advantage of. I was thrown out. I was, you know, disregarded. I got Mm -hmm. bad teaching. I blah, blah, blah. You can do dot, dot, dot on any single point of that. And I think for me, normally when you post stuff like this, I would not touch it with a 10 foot pole. Not because I don't agree or disagree. It's because generally uh, I agree with most of the stuff, not because just blindly, because I know you, like, I know what you're saying. I knew what your intentions were behind the post. But I felt like when I read it, like, okay, I get where he's coming from, but can you elaborate on it for people that don't understand what you're speaking about? And Mm -hmm. can, because I, Mike, you are one of the very few people that I would say you are a pastor, not because you are self-appointed, not because anybody bestowed that title on you, but because you literally live and act like a shepherd. You are a sheepdog. You are naturally, since I have known you, you have directed and and literally helped people by not just the way that you live, but by what you say. And I know you. I know you on a different level. So I actually like wanted to stay away from this. But part of me wanted to dive in because I I also theoretically don't attend a building, a group of people where you and I have discussed and you said, well, that I believe that to be wrong. That I don't. And I, I believe that I cannot forsake the gathering of believers. So inherently getting back to my point is that I, I'm going to say a strong statement here. I do not believe that the gathering of God's people is for non-believers. And therefore I struggle with the current modern situation that we are in. Does that make sense? Mm Mm-hmm. That's, that's why I even approached your statement. So I just want to let it be said for the record. I think that we are gathering together wrong in a lot of ways. Now, does that, do I throw the baby out with the bathwater? Well, that's why we're here, right? That's why we're talking. So in all of that, what do you mean by mutually exclusive? What is the church? I need to know what your definition of church is. Yeah. So if you want to talk about the mutual exclusivity thing, yeah. The, what, what I'm talking about by that is that again, if somebody is to say, well, so you're saying I can't go out in nature and worship God. And it's like, <laughs> nobody, nobody remotely said that. I didn't say that. Yeah. And that's what people, this is what I'm saying. Like we, we struggle with understanding words and concepts. We don't teach this anymore. 
And so many, many people in these 400 and some odd comments, literally, I, 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 I dismiss their comment out of hand because they, they literally cannot comprehend what it is that I said. So there's not much to be said anymore. And so it's not, it's not that it can't be more than this. Of course, you can have personal prayer time yeah. between you and your heavenly father mediated. And this is, I don't want to get into the weeds here, mediated by <laughs> the Holy Spirit and Jesus as a high priest. But that's a, it's kind of like a separate discussion. Yeah. Of course, I can have personal time with that. Of course, I could go for a hike in the woods and be mesmerized and, and inspired by the beauty of God's creation and communicate with God and commune with him in those senses. But that, that's not, that doesn't make the statement that I made any less true. So yeah. it can't be less than that, but it can be, it can be more, yep. but it can't be less. And that's, so people tend to say, well, if everything, if every possible option cannot be comprehended in this statement, then this statement's false. That's, that's making something mutually exclusive. And it's like, well, no, there can be other truths that are in agreement with this truth, but this is true. Nonetheless, nevertheless, okay. this is a true statement. I think now, that's a very fair answer. I actually, I'm glad that you said that. And that, so that's not in your meme, right? Like what you just said is not self-explanatory in what you actually wrote on a social well, media no page. because i didn't write about the law of i didn't write about logic it's true it's very <laughs> so true. if somebody if somebody has an inability to think logically or to think let's let's throw logic can throw people off because they think spock but <laughs> what what i'm talking about is like reasonableness right and, and most people i would argue the vast majority of people who disagreed with me in the comments were unreasonable, not because they disagree with me. Yeah. And th this is where people are like, oh, you think you're better than me. You th that, and that's where you know you really hit a nerve is when people start attacking you personally. You, oh, you're such a better, this passive aggressive, you're such a better Christian than the rest of us. Well, hold on a second. If I would have said, there's no such thing as following Jesus without love for your neighbor, everybody would have fawned over me. Yeah. They would have, they would have just, yeah. cried tears over my post and just oh amen oh yeah why because that post feels good yet i'm no more or less of a christian for making a true statement well, than can, this one can you describe to me like when you say the local church like earlier when we were talking before the show you were saying that you believe jim is wrong for not going to a, a what what does that mean Okay, so let's I, like I just yeah, want so just for people to have more clarity. I want to I want to clarify the, a couple things. One is when I say relationship with Jesus, I did put that in quotes, and there's a reason that it's in quotes, yes. right? That means like this common notion of I have a relationship with Jesus for most people in our culture who are sort of like what I would call nominally Christian, pseudo Christian. Is it like when people are like, I'm Catholic just because they grew up Catholic? Yeah, maybe. Or they don't, and they don't even know what, yeah. what the teaching is. Okay. Right. So, so what I'm saying is like something here, because let the, me, let me just go ahead, finish out. your thought. Yeah. So for many people, their understanding of the gospel or the good news about Jesus or being connected or in relationship with Jesus literally the only thing they they understand that to be is some type of one-to-one -one relationship. Yes. However, 
that is that is a completely foreign concept to the Bible. It's a completely foreign concept among all Christian churches and denominations throughout history to the present day by formal declaration and doctrine. There's no such Orthodox Christian church that has ever, ever, ever taught that. And so that idea of an individual, it's just Jesus and me relationship came to the forefront in the early 1900s in like radio Bible hour. People like D.L. Moody, people like uh, Finney, other other Billy Graham, these these types of individualistic messages, the sinner's prayer, just pray this prayer. And now you and Jesus are in a relationship. But I would say it's it's more if I could bring any type of modern analogy, it would be like, let's say that um, you're going to marry a woman who already has kids. If you're going to be in relationship with her, will you by default be in relationship with her kids? Yes. Yeah. Because there's no there is there's no such thing as marrying that person without being connected to the people that she is connected with. And the church, and this is where we can transition to the idea of church, the church is the body of Christ. You you cannot you cannot get Jesus without the church. What if our church's They're buildings there. are filled with non-believers? And you recognize them as such because of bad teaching, false teaching, bad theology, wrong gospel, which isn't the gospel at all. It has a form of godliness, but denies the power of God, which pretty much has popped up on every street corner in every community. So now the reason why I want to ask that is because we are in a situation right now, Mike, and this is why I actually responded on your post. What is your responsibility to your post? Do you feel like because I already know that you don't think that that was an irresponsible post. You said something true. And I agree with you. I agree that that was a true statement, but getting the definition of what is church, what do you think church is, right? Like you just said, I think we need to get a little deeper into it. I we want, do. Yeah. But I do want to know before you answer that question, do you have any responsibility in explaining yourself on, on social media or in any type of, like, if I were to say that, um, I would feel responsible for what I said because I don't want to in and inadvertently harm people from truth. Does that make sense? And mm -hmm. so I'm not really like a touchy feely kind of guy, I, <laughs> but when I read it, I got, I, I understood the implication behind it, but I also saw that there are a lot of people that are, are triggered by this and I can see why yeah, I can I, see why. I, and what's, what's crazy is like I said, if you would have asked me to post something controversial, I would have never <laughs> right. thought about posting this. Yeah. But what this, this, this was huge as somebody who wants to continue to do things in ministry and, and, and start a church and different things like that. As somebody who's in that, I'm like, this is a big deal. Yeah. Clearly I hit on something that I didn't even realize that was like, Oh wow, dude, it's people really don't understand people. I here's my response is like kind of like almost like broken hearted. Yeah. And people think I'm being e egotistical or whatever. That's fine. Any, here's what you got to understand. All claims to truth are exclusive truth claims. Mm -hmm. All of them. So if anybody is pushing back and saying, no, it's this, you're, you're, you're being um, well, the narrow minded, yeah. right? Any form of like, it's, it's gotta be your way or it's wrong. 
what they don't what they don't realize they're doing is in they're offering another way of thinking that they're saying is the way to think. Yep. So all claims to truth are exclusive. So I'm not alone in that. So I don't I don't feel a tremendous sense of uh responsibility that I owe anyone an explanation. Right. I want but I do I do post things on Facebook to engage in real conversation and I try to follow this rule of the proverbs back to back verses answer a fool according to his folly lest he be wise in his own eyes yep. do not answer a fool in his folly or you'll be like him right so like yeah. this concept of it's a discernment so some people are just being turds in the comments i don't i'm not going to give them i i don't owe them anything no. i don't owe anybody now if somebody wants to have a conversation here i am yeah. right like we're here i'm like hey let's this is so important like this is a big deal to me in terms of like the truth of this i'll i'll sit here and talk about it i'll carve time out of my day to do it because i think it's important and i and i think i bear a responsibility to jesus yep and how i communicate so so yeah, I mean, like in that sense, but that I, now, yeah. if we want to go down the path of what the church is, I'll, you know, we can get to that, but yeah, well, I want to, I, I think you should talk about it. I, I, the reason why I asked about the responsibility thing is because you said it, man, you said something that you didn't think was controversial, but the truth of the matter is, is that it's raw right now. Like there, and here, here's what my take is on it. The reason why it's so raw right now is because of the mega churches it's because of the damage that's been done by people and bad teaching bad like you said like people don't understand basic teaching the only interaction that they have with jesus is through a local facility building that at some point has let a lot of people down right because we as a culture and you said it right at the beginning when you and i were talking earlier i think is that culturally we are ignorant to a lot of things because we just want – this is what I took on it is that we want a fast food service. We just tell me what it is, get to the point so I can move on, right? Well, once you start serving Jesus like that in these buildings, uh, you've been living a garbage truth. Yeah, and right? that's that's why I put the relationship with Jesus in quotes. Listen, the, the, hard, the hard truth I'm going to tell people right now is many people think they're in relationship with Jesus, and they're not. Yeah, I agree. The, I mean, Jesus – and everybody – a lot of people are like – pointing back to Jesus and everybody loves Jesus until they, he, he disagrees with them. <laughs> Jesus said, many will say to me at, at, at the end of the day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not cast out demons in your name? Did we not do these things? And he says, depart from me. I never knew you. Yeah. This is, this is Jesus's words, not mine. So that's, I've been telling people like, if you have a problem with the statement, you're going to have to take it up with Jesus because Jesus and the apostles and the, the entirety of the scripture know nothing other than what I just said in this statement. Well, and that's, I think it's funny because what a lot of people will do, and you'll see this like inspirational uh, scriptures, right? They'll pull one little piece out of scripture yeah. and they'll put it up there and they kind of, people will create their own ideas mm -hmm. because we're people right. of Jesus and the yes. gospels without actually reading scripture and seeing yes. what do the gospels like what does the bible actually say about who god yes. is and a lot of people will i mean you can get into so many conversations like old testament new testament like the new covenant sure. and people will be like well i don't even read the old testament because we have the new covenant now and it's like well <laughs> 
Jesus, well, if, you're going to have a problem with Jesus. If the Trinity is also true, <laughs> then why does this Jesus guy actually matter in the New Testament? And also, who's God? Because God is very clearly lined out in the Old Testament too, and He's never changing. That's so like why he, are we changing Him? Yeah. So part of the part of the problem is imagine trying to sit here and have a discussion. Um, you know. Lord of the Rings is a deep story, right? Like, yeah, there's the movies, but imagine, imagine you've never seen the movies and you've never, or you've never read the books. Yeah. And we sit here and try to have a discussion where only one of us has read the story. Yep. This, the discussion is meaningless. And I'm pissed because I think Harry Potter was the star. Yes. So <laughs> maybe. So somebody sees somebody sees Go a, watch that Harry Potter now. The thing is, like hey, crystals. Imagine if I put a quote from Tolkien from Lord of the Rings and somebody was like, Well, that's stupid. I was like, Well, why? Like it's it's what he said. It, yeah, exactly. And it, well, what is the chat? And so many people push back, including friends of mine. Including people I know very well that are that are very close to me. Like, what's the chapter and verse? <laughs> well, the Bible doesn't work that way. You might wish it did, but chapters and verses are there for convenient reference points, not to just pick and choose as we want. Well, the they script, are if they're if everything's about you. Yeah, the scripture is is an unfolding narrative that we that we have to address. So it's it's not as simple as just oh chapter and verse as if what I wrote on my on my red background was a quote of a verse. If it was a quote of a verse, I would have put the chapter and verse there, but it's not right. right. So, um, all right, let me. So I want I want I wanted to get that out, but then if do you want to do you want me to kind of talk we, about what I meant by local church? Yes. Yeah. Um, I also before you get into that though, I kind of want to go over these comments that people left on the post. We picked a few because we can just read them. We don't even have to like sure respond to them. They're just kind of funny. Um, Some of them are good. Yeah, let's see. Uh, that's untrue. The true version of Jesus was to have faith anywhere in the world. A building with walls doesn't mean more than practicing at your house. The entire planet is God's church, and by extension, Jesus's church. Yeah. I have a strong connection to Jesus and God because of my faith, and I don't need to go to a special building to have that connection or faith. I just have to look deeper within my soul, and it's there. And there, I mean, T-H-E-R-E. Yeah. There's the way, a... But. Uh, who, whoever's commented, <laughs> is, I hate uh, that. It drives me crazy. The, uh, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot going on in that comment that is not Christian. <laughs> so, but it sounds Christian. It's, it's not a Christian thought. It's got a Christiany spin to it. Yeah, it feels good. It could feel good, but it's yeah, it's just not true. <sighs> okay, so yeah, don't even because it's too much of a. <laughs> you were gonna get a lot of that, but but the I want to talk more about the reason why that stuff's written and why. I have a struggle with that because I'm not there. That's not what I believe. I don't believe that at all. I believe that we have to be around other believers. They have to believe. And that belief structure has to be central around Christ and what Christ said and what he did and what's actually evident in life and in, you know what I'm saying? In truth and in love. And that stuff gets hashed out by living it, right? So there's also scripture. We have you can't erase the New Testament from the Old Testament. You have to know about creeds and Constantine and the Council of Nicaea and the Council of you know all, you have to know these things. And if you don't know these things, you are open to deception. 
right? You are open to a ultimately believing a lie, thinking that it's true. And then you're the person that's going to stand before God one day. And he's, you're going to say, but I did all this stuff. And he's going to go, I don't know who you are. And it's not because of rules. It's because that there are things that are true that people refuse to go and look into, right? So this conversation is extremely deep, but what is the church? What does that mean? Yeah. So um, when people, when people talk about the, my church is the mountains or my church is outside or my the whole world is, is the, the church mountains. or whatever, <laughs> um, it's just, okay. I mean, like you can call it that, but then where, where, where does the point to where words don't have meaning anymore? Like you, you can't just call something a, a word. And then that word now has to mean what you said it means because words have definitions. Uh, otherwise language communication becomes meaningless and that's not, that's not the purpose of language and it's not, it's not the, how God uses it. So the church, we, we have to let God define what that is. And we see that as in the broadest sense is all, all those who are in Christ, right? All those who have uh, exercised faith in Christ today, tomorrow, 2000 years ago, the church, that in one sense of the church of all time in all places, the capital T, capital C, the church as a broad concept, it's known by many names in the scripture, the body of Christ, not the least of which is very, very important in this conversation, the bride of Christ, right? Um, that's who Christ died for. Like we, it feels good to say Christ died for Jim. That's true. Or Christ died for me. That's true. But not me disconnected from other people. He died, Ephesians 5, he gave himself for the church, which is his bride. So there is a collective of people. And Ephesians is brilliant at, at, at unfolding the doctrine of the church in that it's all those in Ephesians chapter one and two that are in Christ. And there's more to that. And I'll, I'll continue to reference that. So the, in one sense, the church is everywhere, but I'm not a part of the church in Brazil. I'm not a part of the church in China, right? Like I am, I'm connected in Christ to those people, but I can't, I can't fellowship with those people. So that, I can't that worship with those your people. Local so that's why I said local, because we can use an excuse and here's the excuse. I'm part of the body of Christ in general, and that's good enough. But again, it's not good enough because it's not what Jesus taught. Well, <laughs> so we, we, we don't get to redefine what our involvement in the church is. The scriptures, Jesus and the apostles get to define that for us. Now, Peter said, there's no scripture of any private interpretation. This idea that it's me and my Bible and I can figure it all out is, is antithetical to the Bible itself. We, we don't get to just sit with our Bibles and decide this is what it is. So we start with scripture, right? This is, this is where our starting point is. It's our final authority. Like we have to, we have to include that. it, right? Yeah. Then we look in time. We, we interpret the scripture in the lens of people who have gone before us as well. That's why we go to the patristics and this concept of salvation or relationship with Christ being in Christ and being connected to the church 
we're talking not only is it evident in the scripture, like as we can just talk about that, but then you fast forward, we have the expression, there is no salvation outside of the church appearing as early as the early 200s, not connected to uh, Constantine, not connected to a Roman emperor, not connected to a, a Kaiser, a Caesar. Well, no, you're definitely right. right. I mean, no, what I'm saying speaking, is we wrong. have that, then Augustine reiterates it. And lest we, people think that I, I'm not a Roman Catholic, although I love my Roman Catholic brothers and sisters who do have faith in Christ. Yeah. So I, I'm not here to, to bash Roman Catholics. Now I would bash, I'd bash the Pope backwards <laughs> and forwards, but that's not the conversation. Yeah. However, um, I love my Roman brothers and sisters. And in Rome, that phrase in Latin, there is no salvation outside the church became code language basically, or in-house language for there's no salvation outside of the Roman church. Right. But the East holds to this, even, even the, the most bold of reformers, right? Luther, Calvin, both, both said there's no salvation outside the church. What did they mean by that? That if you step foot outside the geographic building that you couldn't be, that's, it's not what they meant. They're saying the church is who God entrusted the truth of the scripture to and the authority to convey the gospel and his body. It, you can't be connected to the head without being connected to the rest of the body. It's one and the same. The faith, one faith, one baptism, that's it. Contend for the faith. One faith is only communicated in and through the body of Christ. You cannot separate these two. And this is what I mean by this is not, this is not a controversial statement. You don't get Jesus without the church, and you're certainly not part of the church uh, by faith without being exposed to Jesus. They're, they're, the, they're, they're the same in that sense. And that's what I'm going after. Now, the local church is a local expression of the global body. A group of people assembled to do the things together that the church is commanded to do. The mission that she's been given and the activities that are commanded of her. Not suggested, not hoped for, but commanded. And so we don't get to pick and choose those things. And so too many people take church and don't understand it. I don't mean a building. You could meet in a home. You could, you could, you could meet in a coffee shop. You can meet different things. Maybe, but it depends on what you're doing in those meetings because yeah. there's certain things that are commanded of the church. And these things don't happen globally. They happen locally. And I the, see Jesus has gifted the church with officers like pastors, teachers, apostles, evangelists. Um, so prophets, right? This is also outlined in Ephesians chapter four. He's given those those people to the church for what? For the for the equipping of the saints for ministry. So you don't get to say, "Oh, I just love Jesus. I'm so in love with Jesus. Me and Jesus are tight." And I'm then, married to Jesus and personally. Then not first do marriage with Jesus. <laughs> you can't have that and then not do the things that Jesus tells us we have to do in the church. Because Jesus said, "If you love me, you will keep 
my commandments. And so if we look at the New Testament and we see clear commands for what the church is to be about and be doing, and then we say, I don't need that, we're spinning in the face of the one we claim to be in relationship with. Now, does that mean that you're just automatically going to hell if you if you hadn't seen things my way? No, 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 no. And then people wanted to say like, well, what if you what if you're handicapped and can't go to church? Like they, they're making again, he, exceptions prove the rule. If I handed you a fake $5 bill today, if I owed you five bucks, would you, would you then close your business because I gave you fake money? Well, no, because I didn't make money stop being valuable. I gave you fake money. I would, I would close <laughs> my business if you were the guy printing money. Yes, Does exactly. There you go. Well, yeah. then, so the thing like, well, what about the thief on the cross? He didn't go to church. Okay, again, exceptions prove the rule. They, it's Jesus didn't say, because of the thief on the cross, now no one has to do anything <laughs> at all except hang on a cross. Yeah. Like, you, it doesn't bear it doesn't bear that out. All right, I've talked for a while. Sorry, no, I'm dude. Like, so you're. I want people to rewind this. This is going to be up for. A I want to say a couple of things, but I'm, I don't want to interrupt you. No, thought. we need to take calls and we need to read things. Um, I need I, the chats are going crazy. Let's do it, man. Joe, really? There's only 57 people watching. Joe this. Russo or Russo <laughs> is she is the the spouse of the Holy Spirit, Protestant L. They're getting they're getting into like an argument over Catholicism. Versus being a Protestant, it's different. It's kind of a different they're conversation. They're going but. crazy, and like it's they're they're in their whole own world. One <laughs> thing I did want to point out really quick is Benjamin Michael commented this a while ago. Um, Paul calls the church the bride of Christ. Malachi speaks of how God the Father hates divorce. Obviously, Christians are not intended to be divorced from His bride. Mm -hmm. Christianity one one. Yeah. So he did say that at the beginning, and I think a lot of people are, um mostly just like starting to bring up other stupid um arguments well do do gabriel freitas mike the church is not the lamb's bride and I, and i pulled up that verse revelations 22:17 it's the spirit and the bride say come and let the one who hears say come let the one who is thirsty come and let the one who wishes take the free gift of the water of life okay yeah, and the, the spirit and and the bride say come like yeah i mean uh gabriel i i appreciate your comment but uh paul just disagrees with you i mean he says the church is the 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 bride of christ so i i mean sorry i your argument is with paul really to not me yeah and i don't want to <laughs> that's what i don't want this to turn into an argument with like so basically I, I, let me let me real quick before we dive into this because it's kind of like the last thing that i really feel like i need to be clarified if anything is okay well what what should a local church be doing right so sure. what what does that mean okay the local a local church is a group of believers organized organized around the the clear mission of the church okay the mission of the church again we're not going to be able to just take a deep dive on every one of these things worship god grow up the saints right equip them for ministry and to evangelize the lost that's the th worship equip and evangelize that's the threefold purpose of the church and to go make disciples of all nations right that that those activities are what enable us to go and make disciples of all the nations so that's what we're supposed to be doing now we don't get the mission without the means god doesn't just ordain a mission he ordained the means which is the local church so there there 
when I say this is Bible 101, people are like scripture and verse. I'm just like the New Testament, like just every single page. Who was the who was who was Paul writing to in Corinth? Corinthians. Okay. The what? to to the and and then all the Christians in Corinth is the church in Corinth, yes. right? And then some church greet the church that meets in so and so's house. Yep. Lydia had a church in her house. I think the right? problem. So Mike, hold on, that... I gotta let yeah, me yeah, yeah, let yeah, me yeah, finish this. Yep. So the church is an identifiable group of people that Paul wrote letters to. Yes, These, this is not like the internet didn't exist. Paul didn't post on a blog. He sent people to real people. Yes. To whole, read these letters. A lot of right? yapping. That's hey, what the comments are going to be. <laughs> no, hold, hold on. Hey, real quick, Elijah, throw my uh, – I have a uh, – it talks about the early Christians and that they actually attended temple. Um, Where did you say I that? might not have sent it to I you. Don't so, you I, that. I, I don't think I mean, that's that's true, but – It's true. In the sort of. In, in the Jewish world. In the Jewish initially, world, not, yes. not, not Not the Gentile world. No, but, it stopped around a certain time, but yeah. So the other thing is then we are commanded to have church – the offices in the church. We are commanded to exercise spiritual gifts in the church. And we are commanded to gather together regularly as the church. And when we gather, what are we supposed to do? Those things are also clearly commanded, not necessarily in a bullet point order, but things that we have to do. You are commanded, for example, to sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God and to one another. So if you're not doing that while but saying I'm not a good singer, but I follow, I follow Jesus and I don't need that. Well, what you're saying is you're not, you're not following Jesus because well, you know, that's you're following, you're following what, your that's what idea saying. of Jesus. Right. right. So you cannot exercise your spiritual gifts. How, how, how are you going to say that you're honoring a relationship or you're in a relationship with Jesus and then say, I don't need to do any of the things that he told me to do. Right. That's impossible. Okay, I agree. <laughs> I think the problem here, the elephant in the room, is we've got a lot of nutballs running local churches. We right. are not preaching the gospel. So close, anymore. right? Got, so that's my that's my fake money analogy. Yeah, and it's just perfect. because you have bad churches and, doesn't negate good ones. But I do think that that's the elephant in the room. That's why people are so triggered. They've had, you know, A, B, and C has happened to them. So I want people to be able to interact with you and not just hear my point. So it's not. This isn't about. Go let's are, am I good to open up the call-ins? Yeah, now? let's do it. Okay, man. so you can either leave a comment or call this number. Um, I might end up having to shut down the call-in stuff just depending on if people <laughs> start calling in a lot. Yeah. Um, but I should be able to answer it, and you guys should be able to hear whoever's talking on the phone if I set it up right. Hopefully. Here's hoping because I set it up like three minutes after we were supposed to start. Let's try it. So, but yeah, we can read comments too. Uh, but go ahead and call in. If you want to ask a question, uh, just keep it brief. Don't be annoying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can be annoying. Please, no moaning. Yeah. Would, but would also, suck. dude, listen, we're going to keep this going for a little bit. I'd like to do this for an, a while. I mean, we don't have to go on forever, but this is a pretty hot topic, and I want people to be able to express. Let's go through some of these comments, man. Let's just see what people are having to say. People are having side arguments going oh, on. Oh, that's mostly like of what um, – that's mostly what's happening here is just – people being angry I mean, just do do some of these like just loud statements where people are just interacting there you go yeah church is an institution established by christ himself i agree i agree, I agree with that yep um elijah while we're waiting for people to call the in church does not exist for perfect people it exists for imperfect people yeah it exists for imperfect people called to be 
be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. Be holy. Yeah. Holy. What, so, what were you going to say, Jim? Can you pull up the ecclesia? Yes. So the word Hebrew is ecclesia, and a lot of people have probably heard it. It's a little worn out by the you know people that are talking about what church is. From the word studies, both in Hebrew and in Greek, we conclude that the ecclesia has the general meaning of assembly. The specific mm-hmm. meaning, however, depends on its context. And that would be Mike's uh, discussion about like the broad world church and then your local community. Like there's an actual like specific place you can go. The specific meaning is on the context. In the New Testament, this term can return refer to a legislative assembly, a religious community, or a casual casual gathering of people. So when Jesus said to Peter, on you, I will build my ecclesia, the Hebrew, when he said that, it was... Ecclesia is Greek, but... In Greek, yeah. yeah, sorry. But you know what I mean? Like it was... The, the, the framework behind that was that it was Jesus's group of people right? Mm-hmm. His gathering of believers. Yeah. Um, I think that we have a huge disconnect right now because some of those bullet points that you said, when you said there's three bullet points and I went to write them down of what a church has to be, there's churches out there that have that. They've got outreach, they've got faith, they've got this, but the pastor is a homosexual mm-hmm. or, or dressing up as a man, you know, in woman's clothing. You know what I'm saying? There's all of this weird print. Yes. And, and so scripture talks about these things mm-hmm. And we're not even able, listen, if we're going to use scripture, we, and I'm going to say second Timothy chapter three, we are living in a time right now. I believe even back then that there is an idea that there is a form of godliness, but we deny the power of God. Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't believe that just by attending a group, you're going to have a relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. I believe that it's a two part system, right? I think that you have to have faith first. You have to be a believer. You have to believe in what Jesus yeah, said about it. And my, my argument would be that you you won't know that by ordinary means without the church. Okay. And I don't disagree with because you. Because they're, they're not sent from a church. I would I would say that there's an there's a primacy we, though. We gotta answer that. Go ahead. Take it. Should be able to have a call bank. Call from Gabriel. Hello? To accept, press one. Oh, to send a voicemail, press number. two. <laughs> there we go. We're not, we haven't perfected this. I know. It's my first time ever. Doing are, they, are you on? Yeah. Hey, buddy. What's your name? Gabriel. Hey, what's going on? It's uh, Gabriel. Hey, Gabriel. What's going on, buddy? Go ahead. Talk to Mike. Hey, Mike. Um, huge fan of your videos, man. I've been watching you since, I think. 2017. Um, Appreciate that. Pretty awesome. I just, uh, yeah, the, the uh, commentary was kind of blowing up a little bit. Um, just kind of wanted to keep it brief and, uh, yeah, just talk to you guys pretty much. Well, what do you got, man? What- yeah. You got a, you got a particular question? Yeah. So, um, I think I left the, I left a comment earlier um, indicating that the bride in Revelation 22, 17 indicates the church. Um, I just kind of wanted to uh, touch up on that, if you guys don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Let's hear it. What's your comment? Yeah, we so don't know um, are you okay? Um, are you able to pull up Galatians 4, 26 by any chance? Sure. Galatians 4, 26. We're getting it. 
Give me this I'm in the trying to type. Give on me this keyboard. in the uh, New King James, if you would. Uh, I do not have the New King James. But no, no, no. I'm, 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 we're we're, we're pulling up. Hold up. Oh, okay. So it Galatians four twenty six. You said. Yeah. Uh, but the Jerusalem above is free, which is the mother of us all. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, the reason why I had brought that up earlier was because, or the reason why I had brought up Revelation twenty two seventeen earlier um, was because it says the spirit and the bride say come and let the one who hears say the, and let the one who hears say come. Mm-hmm. So essentially what's going on here is that the spirit, as we know, is the Holy Spirit and the bride. Um, what they're doing is giving the water of life, right? Or in other words, they're giving eternal life. Um, the reason why it does not or should not indicate it's the church or the saints um, is because nowhere in scripture does it say that the saints are capable of actually being the ones who give the water of life, right? Like um, being giving or being given eternal life is something that only God himself can do, Um I mean, would that be something that you're, you'd agree with? Uh, I mean, the church is the bride of Christ. So that's, that's, a, that's just a straightforward Pauline statement. And I don't think that Revelation disagrees with that. And I think that we do invite people to taste uh, of, of the water of life. We, we are um, to go and evangelize. We share that good news which brings people that it is a means by which God is bringing people in. As far as the, the Galatians four reference, we, we can't, again, this is like a, we have to look at the full context, but Paul goes at, at to great length in Romans to help us understand the relationship of the church with Israel um, and what the new Jerusalem is. The new Jerusalem is language in, in the book of revelation, uh, broadly about the idea of all the future people who are in Christ uh, more than it is uh, one particular physical city location. So, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. There's a problem so, we could talk about, but. Yeah. I mean, the context of revelation twenty two seventeen though, is just that they're giving, they're the ones that are giving the water of life, but to say that it's indicating the same, well, then you're also indicating that you yourself are capable of giving the water of life which forgive me, but you're not God. Yeah. No, Therefore but I, incapable. But I, of doing cap- but I am capable. What revelation 22, uh, 17 says the spirit and the bride do what? They say, come and let the one who hears take the free gift of the water of life. Okay. So am I giving that water or am I saying come? Well, it says, let him take the free gift of the water okay, of life. Let's, let's go back to the beginning. The spirit and the bride do what? They say come. Yep, and let him who thirsts come. Who, who is taking the water? Those uh, who who is taking through. the water? Those who hear the word. Well, what does verse 17 say? Uh, the spirit and the... You want me to read it like from the beginning? Who is taking the water? Uh, the ones who are being told to come. But what what does seventeen say? Whoever wishes, let him take the free gift of the water of life. Correct. So no one's force feeding the water. I'm not. I'm saying come, right? I'm I'm called to invite people to the water of life, and that's what mm-hmm. happens in a big scope at the end in Revelation. Yeah, I just want to pull up the clip of Donald Trump saying, "I'm going to come." 
<laughs> all i could think of was taste the biscuit taste the goodness when mike was saying i'm gonna give it like taste the, taste the goodness no i got your question man all right we're gonna move on is that all you got there brother yeah that's it appreciate the call guys yeah man thanks for thanks. Cool, man thank you in. appreciate it all right, so we'll take some more calls if they come in um do we have any more comments of the ones that i pulled up like earlier yes we do one. we we have a lot um <laughs> We already we already went over that. Um, he can have his view and answers. BT, I don't even know what that means. Everyone but, can have an opinion. That's what makes this country great. We don't have to all agree, but trying to force your views on people as a fact isn't okay and very much bugs me. Yeah, and I, I don't – listen, you can laugh about this all you want, but people, when they read memes as posts, that's all – it's a blurb, right? Like Mike stated a fact, and people put them – put things out there and it's it's interpretation right so but what what people fail <laughs> remember remember <laughs> earlier when i said every every claim is an exclusive claim yeah it sounds to our modern ears it sounds so nice to say everybody has an opinion and that's what makes us great and that's what makes the world go round no it's not no that is not what makes us great <laughs> that's that 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 is a claim buried buried within that comment is a claim that says all opinions are equally valid and that's just not true it's not true I... it's not true and so these are these are competing claims so people who say again this is that example of you're being narrow minded well so are you because you're saying your way of approaching it is the way it's a better way so you're you're also making the same exact claim so we can't we have to we have to uh, set those things aside and then actually discuss the substance of the claims. And that's what we fail to do in, in, the, in our modern American culture, for sure, is we, we lack the ability to reason through the substance of things. I honestly think the biggest problem with all this is just ignorance. Um, and also, like, I feel like people are so geared up toward arguing their beliefs like, I mean, the term that's being thrown around a lot now, and I've talked with you guys both about this separately, uh, is deconstruction. Blah. Yes. And people are deconstructing. And I think the danger of that, not to say that deconstruction is bad, because I've deconstructed on my, on my own as well. But when people come back to the table, kind of making scripture and God what they want it to be rather than what it really is. And my problem was I was like so frustrated because I'm like, I don't even know if any of this is real because every growing up, you just kind of get told in church settings, like you're either argued with or you're just told it is the way it is because I say it's that way. I don't, I don't actually, I'm not going to be, Oh, I don't know that question. Let's explore scripture together and find that that's not really common. So people will just end up arguing their points until they're like, I don't even know why I believe this. And that was kind of me. Yeah. And then I went back and looked at it and I read scripture and I realized that I could uh, believe in scripture, but Jesus isn't who I wanted to be. I wish Jesus was so many different things because it would be great for me, but that's not reality. Mm -hmm. I can't just like make, make it up. I think that's, what's so different about Christianity is that um, one, there's grace and that doesn't really exist in any other religion um, that a God would die for his creation. Um, and also 
one of the big things is is that it's not what I want it. It's not what I want it to be. It's better than what I could think of it being, and uh, it may not make sense now, but ultimately, there's you can find contentment in that. And I think that a well, lot of people are just focused on um, happiness rather than being content with who God actually is. Well, dude, you, people are watching this right now, Elijah, and they're just mad that you're saying that because they're like, well, this is nuts. What you believe is nuts. But I want to point out that Christianity or following Christ, it requires something of you. And that's what you said. It's it's better than what I thought it could be, but it actually is. It's a hard pill to swallow at times. A lot um, of it can be like, well, I mean, think about people who are uh, terminally ill, right? Yeah. And a lot of people end up being angry about that. And like people who suffer, like Paul says that he had a, a thorn in his side the the rest of his life. He was under an oppression of some kind. And it would be great if God took that away. But then where do you actually find your contentment? Is it because you're living uh, a life that you want to live? Or is it are you finding contentment in sharing the gospel and living out a life that would be like how Jesus lived? Yeah. yeah, everyone has presuppositions about things, and they they get those from a variety of places. That would presuppose that you're owed something. You presuppose that happiness is what we deserve. You pre there, I mean, a lot of people presuppose a lot of things to be true, and then they work those presuppositions into the scriptures rather than rather than the reverse, and yeah. let let them challenge us. <laughs> Dead leggy. <laughs> I like to picture Jesus in a tuxedo T-shirt. <laughs> I want to be formal, but I like to party too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I just, so, I mean, we're, we're coming to a close. What are you farted? I feel like, Not what's me. that? I smell it. Or Dude, you have or the front me, office. This, here we go, Or man. the front office is cooking something we disgusting. We cannot go down this road with Elijah. This dude is an, he is an, I don't know. You have too many senses going on at once. <laughs> You're like Rain Man from that movie. <laughs> Rain Man. Is that what it's called? Like, yeah, it's definitely some smell. Some definitely smells. Kmart sucks. I Dude, he's like constantly pointing things out. Anyway, so we're going to look at, we could keep going through all the comments. If anybody wants to call in, you got like literally five more minutes. We're going to, I'm honestly kind of surprised we had a good call in on the first try. That was, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, that's rare. I want to say this, Mike, in, in closing, who the church is, that we are witnessing right now, what what I see with my eyes, the leadership is it's imperfect, right? Nobody would disagree with what I'm saying as far as like how it's portraying itself globally. Can I can I say that? Do you see perfection there? No, absolutely okay. not. That thank you. I just because I'm not trying to be philosophical. Who can fix the church? Because your statement has brought about a linear thought from people. Well, if there's something wrong with what I'm doing and you're, you've got the right answer and Jesus is the right way, who's going to fix this broken thing in my community? Mm -hmm. What is your answer? Who fixes the church? God. Good answer. The Holy Spirit. The forgotten God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as, as Francis Chan so aptly named his book, The Forgotten God, about the Holy Spirit. Yeah. It's it is here's the crazy part, right? The only path forward is through the local church because that is the body of Christ. And so you don't you you're not going to change the world as an individual with your quote unquote personal relationship with Jesus. It, you're just not because yeah. you're not you're not being obedient. So God doesn't honor disobedience. 
So unless someone is obediently connected to and thriving in, in the spirit and exercising the gifts and calling of God in the local church, it won't be fixed. It's tough because, because you can't, you don't, you don't get to, and um, I would say that a lot of disenfranchised Christians were, are right about what they're upset about wrong in their solution. Yeah. Because they think I'm going to go outside of God's means, which is the church and do it my own way, a better way. Right. And they're in, they're in open rebellion against God we, in that we have while, call if you while want to, to do that. Yeah. Okay. Also, I did want to point out Joe Russo is arguing a lot in the comments about Catholicism. I like to show lots of disagreement, but it was good. Joe that's, Russo's been around for a while. Yeah. Like he he comments like but I that, think that's so what it's about. Take this yeah. call. You know? Call. I'm down with Joe Russo. He's cool. I'm trying to answer. All from. I don't want, I All these it. Google numbers, bro. I know. <laughs> Hello. Hey, what's um, going on? Hey. Yeah, this is a. Uh... Of course, you know, this is Deputy Brian Woodard. I just so happen to be on lunch break. I think. Oh, you know, hey, man. Not? What's I going just, on, know. dude? <laughs> what's going on, man? Hey, you, you got to hang out with Dolly Parton last week, dude. Yeah, this is, yeah it's cool, man. Every time she comes to Dallas, <laughs> I get that request. So whatever she says goes. So I'll see, be right I've seen on. your photos, man. I love it. I oh, appreciate it, man. I appreciate, <laughs> it. appreciate it. Well, I, I heard one of you guys uh, ask a question about who fixes the church. And, uh, I, I, I kind of like that thing, but I, I, I'm sure you heard before that, and this comes from a lot of other people too, but the church to me, uh, it's kind of a business. And not, I'm not saying every church, but there are a lot of churches out there that uh, are doing things just for the fun. They mm -hmm. would tell you what you want to hear and yep. uh, prophesy to you the things that you want done in your life. And uh, basically after it, then they make you feel good and they get you all hyped up and then they ask for one thing. Your money. Show, me, show me the money. Yeah. And as far as the relationship goes, you know, that, that, that does make you think. But I think everybody, when, when you say relationship, I think some people might look at it wrong. Say, oh, yeah, you just have a, have a personal relationship with God. Doesn't that? I think the relationship is just simply understanding what he wants from you, mm -hmm. you know, uh, what he wants you to do. Because uh, like I heard somebody else saying earlier with people, they, either it is what it is or, or people are going to start arguing with you. Uh, the word doesn't change. I mean, we all interpret the way, you know, it's supposed to be, you know, interpreted. It's written. It's not going to change. People add and take away from it. But I think when we die and we leave earth and we get to wherever we end up, then all questions and all the answers that we wanted to know in this life will be answered. But we just don't know everything now. Yeah, we're... Uh... But, uh, we're, I heard somebody express it this way today, which is that a mess, a, a, a messy plate isn't clean, but I like to eat. <laughs> so, you know, Sol Solomon put it said, "Where there's no ox, the 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 crib is clean." Yeah, if, if you want, if you want a pristine, perfect church, you're gonna get all the people out. Yeah, right. But life is messy. It, it, we know we know in part, we prophesy in part, but then face to face you know we'll, we'll we'll the perfect will come so one day we'll see in full I, definitely definitely up, looking looking forward to that he brings up a great point yeah. i want to keep you on the phone for a minute the fact that it's a business and i think we talked about disenfranchised Chris, christians right mm -hmm. so i think one of the things that is coming to the surface in this conversation is people that are disenfranchised and and i'm one of them 
and I may have disenfranchised myself actually um, because of the business of the church and the gatekeepers that are installed in these facilities where people go uh -huh. to feed, they actually keep people like me out of there. Now, that's not to say that I don't have anything to offer and I want to do more, but it's hard for me to find a place where I'm not accepted because everybody says, well, the church loves and accept, not if it's a business. If it's a business and it has an agenda and we have allowed these people to control this, it is our duty as the believers in Christ to stop them. And I think that's where oh. part of that, that, that confrontational dichotomy from top down where we've given up. The church has, in, in, the, in the global word of church and Jesus, there are a lot of people in control of it, correct? And yeah. what I see is a lot of people that are involved in the business aspect will not allow a person like me or you to mess with their business. So, Mike, exactly. what, what do we do as Christians to come back to the fold? What, what, give me a call to action. What is it we need to be doing then? If we need to be a church, what do we need to be busy doing? Is De is Deputy Brian still here? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm here. Now, was that question that was to Mike or was that to me? That's to both of us, man. All of us. Yeah, go, go ahead. Give, give your well, answer, Deputy Brian. Well, 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 well first off, the, the church has to change within itself. I mean, mainly the people who are sitting there, they have to have their own mindset. You have to have people in the house of the Lord that knows what's right and knows what's wrong and quit doing things that are just popular to everybody else. Because even nowadays, you go to church, or if you go to a small church, or a big church, or a mega church, even in the church, people want to be recognized, they want to be popular, they want to see what other folks have on. If one person agrees that it should be done this way, and they're a popular person, that means everybody else has to agree this way to be a popular person. But all it takes is that one person to go ahead and change and make a difference and do what's right. You know, just like politics, you know, everybody, is so caught up in trying to be this way because their friends are this way yeah. instead of doing your own thing. I mean, but the thing it boils down to is what does God want you as an individual to do? Stop worried about Joe Blow and Sally. What about you within yourself? <laughs> if you're in the church, just because you're in the church does not mean that everybody that's in the church has the right idea. That doesn't mean that they're uh, truthful. That doesn't mean that what they say goes because even in the church, you have a lot of people that are Christians up front and they're always thinking up. But when they get at home, they go back to drinking, they go back to smoking, they go back to doing drugs. So you have to ask yourself, what about you? I think the church can change if every individual would do the right thing and quit worrying about what's popular, what's the next person doing. Yeah, do think... what, you know, tell them to do it. What you feel, what God feels, what if he's talking to you or you feel that he's giving you do what you think that he wants you to do versus you know doing what everybody else is doing just because it's popular that's just me yeah i think um it's funny because i think a lot of people and i have this conversation with a lot of people on staff at the church that i attend um i feel like we put kind of these lenses like if you're thinking of a projector um people are putting these lenses all before the Holy spirit, like whether it be like lights or music or X, Y, or Z, like this kind of special coffee or wh whatever it is. Um, instead of being spirit led where like almost approval led by society. And right. it's such a weird thing to me. 
Yeah, I appreciate you calling in, bro. And yeah. uh, guys, if you don't know who this is, Deputy Brian Woodard, you can find him on Facebook and every, everywhere, maybe. I don't know. I, also, I see your stuff on Facebook, but <laughs> good dude uh, doing good things. So give him awesome. a follow yeah, if, you haven't, if you haven't heard yeah, of him. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys for having me. It was good talking to you guys. Excellent topic. Wonderful podcast. Now I got to take some of these calls, man, because I'm on my way to my next house. So let me get on off of here. <laughs> there you go. Be safe, brother. <laughs> Um, I, I would say, um, by way of call to action. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that when you look at the church, you can, you can point out all kinds of flaws. You definitely Certainly. need church. According to Michael Hendricks, you really need church just so you know. And then, um, <laughs> some people, thanks for the concern, and Michael. I, I would, I would say that there was a season in my life where I kind of bought into this, like, oh, the, there's so many denominations in this other thing as a bad thing. I actually think it's a really good thing. I actually think I actually think that people are under uh, the wrong impression that the church the church actually historically agrees more than it disagrees. I agree with that. So there are there are orthodox broad orthodox things that have the gospel at the heart of them and that's what's always at stake is the gospel. People can disagree on secondary tertiary all that other issues, but it's about the gospel. Is the gospel going forward and do we agree on that and i think that finding a congregation in which you can agree on those fundamentals i think is is a, is a good starting point and then how can i how can i live my faith out what god has equipped me to do and how can i live in obedience with other believers not just at one meeting a week but even beyond that life life together as the church, like an identity, right? Like yeah. finding finding your identity in Christ as part of the expression of the local church, I think is is just they're just inseparable. And you just gotta kind of take steps to do that, right? Like as far as action goes, it's like, hey, you have to walk in obedience and and seek that out and be looking, actively looking to participate in the ways that God calls us to participate. And you know, two dudes at a coffee shop might be good company. It may be encouraging, but it's not a church. Yeah, there's no dichotomy there. There's and, no authority. Yeah, is uh, yes the the church the local church involves God ordained authority. There's, there's there's no escaping it whatsoever. Well, my prayer for myself is is that as I repent and I start to look at things because I I struggle not not the way people think. I this would be a whole podcast for two hours by myself, right? I don't disagree with you mm -hmm. at, in what you're saying. I agree with you 100. I think there's some issues along the way that I would have to clear up because, but in a broad spectrum, you're right. Okay. But, and I want to be clear, like I'm not trying to be right. No, no. Right. Like I know, it I know some people, if you were wrong, I would say, Mike, I don't, I even, think that you're wrong. even after today and taking this time out of my day to do this, even after this, people are going to think, oh, this is just an <laughs> ego thing. This is a, no. you want to be right. Well, I think All that that's stuff. just, and own... it's not personal issues reflecting on that yeah well. i don't want to be right i do but that's not what this is about well this this but conversation I, I think that the statement necessary. that i made is right it's necessary though that's why i didn't like just dissolve or i had to comment because it's a necessary comment in so many of our lives and the problem is is that we we're hurting as believers we are hurting right now 
we're hurt, we're hurting politically, we're hurting spiritually, we're hurting physically. And there's, I mean, one of the greatest books that I've ever read that actually like encompasses some of my thoughts right now is by C.S. Lewis called The Great Divorce. Mm -hmm. And Mere Christianity is, comes into a second to that. Mm -hmm. Both of those books are phenomenal in the things philosophically that I wrestle with, right? Mm -hmm. So if, if you want to know where I'm coming from, read those books. If you don't know where to start, The Great Divorce really hits on the issue of why we don't do the right things and we use excuses our the fact that we may be an invalid or we're overweight or we don't have enough money or we can't get here or there there's always an excuse that will keep us from salvation right and i think the point of all of this topic having people call and mike your to get a grasp on this is that we collectively need to talk about this topic and Mike, so you're teaching, you're going to be speaking. Where can people find you? Where can we continue this conversation? And I I want to point out that I believe that you're going to be launching something here soon. Is it too soon to talk about it? Or can we end with you yeah, no, I mean, like, finishing this out? For those that don't know, I mean, I'm from the Metro Detroit area. Um, and yeah, we're going to be launching a church in 2024. I say we as in like me. <laughs> like, you know, well, I don't know if you guys are going to come. Or I'll be there. Not, but uh, but yeah, no, we're, I'm we're not launching a church. Up and I'm actively going to be <laughs> protesting out in the front. And I'm probably going to flip every table oh, yeah. around. Uh, but in between now and, and when that happens. So if, if you are local, my, my, my personal Facebook, Mike Edwards, if it, it's facebook.com forward slash 10, seven, Mike T E N the number seven, Mike. So if you wanted to like, follow me there, I'm a, it's just like my personal page to share. I share every, anything and everything about my life and business. So like True. you get me. So, um, we'll be there. And you get me shirtless on a couch sometimes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll be preaching, um, at redemption church in Monclova, Ohio on December 10th, that morning on Isaiah nine, three, and the joy that is produced when Jesus destroys darkness. And then I'll be speaking at the clear truth conference in March, along with, um, Joel, the managing editor of Babylon B Megan Basham, a few other notable type folks talking Joel about, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, somebody had a really interesting statement there. Uh, melodic grog or uh, sorry. Melodic grog. Melodic grog. <laughs> Mike reads the way I think. <laughs> well, that happens all the time. You know how many times I have to cut out you talking because you just Stop. say you say that you like hey, slowly put it together. It's true. I do. It. It's I, so annoying. I speak with phonetics. <laughs> Banana. <laughs> funny, uh, this comment is funny how y'all would be saying the same things about Islam or Hinduism if you were born in countries dominated by those religions. Eh, I don't agree um, with that at all. Okay, so the the problem with saying that is that we have we have tons of people born here into Islam and Hinduism. Yeah, their own statement just kind of it does, it's it's a self defeating statement that you just made. And there are people in Islamic countries who are becoming Christians or have and will. And there are people in Hindu countries that are also becoming Christian or go from Hindu to Muslim. So in a, in a general sense, you can have a predominant cultural influence uh, of a particular uh, religion or ideology, but it's by no means exclusive. That means you're now required to say these same things or would say the same things. And, and this is, it's anecdotally self-defeating because go go look at just go on youtube where you're there right now maybe go on youtube and look up muslim becomes christian 
in America. Yep. Or Christian becomes Muslim. Christians become Muslims in America. So it yes, there might be a predominance to a thought in a particular geographic location, but but not a necessity. Uh, and so I'm not I don't make this argument because I was born here. I can talk to you about Muslim uh, doctrine or Hinduism as a philosophy and, and religious practice. And, and I can, com I can compare thought. <laughs> I can compare the, uh, the assertions that I'm making with the assertions they make. So I'm not saying these things because I have to, because I, because of the geographic location. Well, yeah. A Bible's not readily available in uh, your Muslim territories that are ran by, you know, Dictators. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that's the point. Kaylee right? also brings up a good point. What about Chinese people who are coming to Christ in a communist, atheistic country? Yes, they are. I mean, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and somebody also asked JVS, "What is sin? Sin's just missing the mark. This is the actual definition of God's creation. So read the Bible and look at what that would be." Um, let's end it on a positive note, guys. Yep. One more dad joke for me. Um, my sister bet me I couldn't make a car out of spaghetti. Why? You should have seen her face as I drove pasta. It's awful. Dude. <laughs> Thanks for watching, guys. See ya.